I'm going to be completely honest. I didn't even know this song had lyrics. Hello, everybody, and welcome once again to Decomposition Podcast, where we hyperanalyze all of your favorite terrible songs. My name is Brad, and with me, as always, is Katie. How are you doing today, Katie? I'm great, and I also don't know why we're doing this song. Is it problematic? I'm not sure. Is the song problematic? I I don't necessarily know that problematic is the word I would use to describe it, but I would say that the lyrics are kind of crazy. I I think it makes perfect sense. Okay. Well, I can't wait to hear why. Uh, (laughs) Joining us here today is our good friend, bandmate uh, through several bands that we've played in over the years, including our current one. Traveling tra- Companion. Tra- traveling that's Companion, right, yes. that's right. Groomsmen at our wedding. Uh, I want to throw that in there. Our good friend, Mr. Eric Brescher. Eric, welcome to our kitchen. Your first time here on the podcast. Y- yes, I'm surprised it's taken me this long. And, and thank you for having me finally come over to do this thing here. So when we first started talking about this some time ago, my, my thought process was like we we would have to do like a chili peppers or u2 song with you right because because you're a bass player yeah it, you know it's true that's I, your you're wearing a bass I'm player so, t-shirt so bass player i'm bass definitely player gonna t-shirt. need to take a picture of you in that shirt today <laughs> no yeah. problem i like the fact that your your t-shirt uses the word relax and has nothing to do with frankie says on it so that's <laughs> nice that, that, that's it's a different kind of relax t-shirt than i'm used to seeing but then you basically immediately shot back with you wanted to to do Lenny Kravitz are you going to go my way that's the truth how did we get here yeah what give us a brief explanation of why this was the song <laughs> you thought of well i'm a bass player right it's it's, it's like my thing yes and we've established yes, that we, i get already it. Established i get that, it eric you're there, wearing there, the uniform there, there, <laughs> there's something very special if you listen to this song that happens very few times on rock records where he manages to do something that is absolutely amazing on bass and it, it's so typically bass that like nobody ever cares or pays any attention (laughs) you've said to me before like the mark of a good bass player is that you don't even notice that he's there that's right that's Um, uh if 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 you show up and you don't know that i'm there like i'm awesome i'm I'm, like doing my job you have that one meme that's like time for a bass solo (laughs) (laughs) which is a joke that i hope people get music joke katie doesn't get it some of you might um oh i forgot to mention that you were also the purveyor of many a four loco at our bachelor <laughs> yeah oh. the only time we ever drank four loco oh. was uh i can still taste it through it's encouragement so from oh. eric, eric i remember the orange one tasted like cat urine smells yes <laughs> <laughs> the oh. best part of that was uh my brother who everybody will remember from our previous episodes you basically convinced him to keep drinking the four <laughs> loco saying that like oh if you have a dorito and then take a sip it will taste <laughs> if you have a pretzel and then take a sip and every single time it was like Munch, munch, munch. Nope, still gross. Munch, he got like munch, three munch. quarters of the way through that can before oh, he caught man, on what was that going was, on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't think he's returned to Four Loco since. So I don't think any of us have. No, no. and yeah. and I'm. It was rough. Not a shame. It's not a shame. <laughs> it's okay that that's so. Eric, before we get into this song, I have to ask yeah. you: What was your first, uh, the first album that you remember owning or buying with your it own was, money? It's either one of two albums. Yeah, it's either Blood Sugar Sex Magic by the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Okay. Okay. or it's Led Zeppelin 4. Okay, so you went uh, so you went with the classics. You got the good well, stuff under your How old were you? Maybe 14. Okay, you were just it, cool. Yeah, I get I, it. It was it was kind of stabbing in the dark. I felt like I you know, back then you'd go out and you buy a record. It's like it's like a week's worth of allowance. Sure. Mm-hmm. 
So like, you know, you got a better allowance. You got to start swinging like (laughs) real, really hard. And like, you know, you go out and you buy a breeder's record, like, like your fourth (laughs) record in. And it's just like, it sucks your heart right out of your chest. Please tell me you bought the breeder's album. I did buy the breeder's album. (laughs) I'm actually, I'm not making this up. Like, can I tell you? So did I. (laughs) Did you, did your heart break too? A little bit? Yeah, I was disappointed. Only liked the one song. Well, you could have bought the breeder's single. I didn't know. The breeder's cassette single. This song is cool. These are cool ladies. Yeah. I'm going to get into this. What other band was she in? Well, they were both in um, other bands, right? It, Wasn't the Breeders like a super group? It was two sisters, if I'm correct. The Deal sisters. The Deal twins. Yeah, Kim and... Yes, and one of them was, was Sonic Youth. Uh, I really should... <sighs> I don't remember. I know, I know far more I about say Andy Rock, but I didn't Salt. prep that. I wanted to say Veruca Salt also, so could I we just think say that that's happened, a guess? I think that happened after, if it did. Oh, uh, okay. Then maybe that's what I'm thinking of as yes. like the super group. But with, the thing that was interesting is that the two sisters were like this was their project and yeah. then I think they had some couple really horrible things happened on tour and I think the whole band blew up but why are we talking about the breeders I'm here to yeah right <laughs> what were you what were you, you listening to, to my disappointments what were you listening to before that what albums do you remember having before that or like either like um, gifts or whatever but um well I grew up in a house where uh my dad was always listening to like outlaw country okay oh, my, which makes absolutely no sense what it is you know Johnny Cash and his Willie no, 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 like no Johnny Cash it was all Waylon Jennings okay and, like and like Willie and like you went to go see Willie Nelson with your father. With my father, it was yeah. a bucket list thing, and that was uh, I'd go see him again. He was, yeah, it was dude. That guy can play. He, uh, yeah, and he can still sing, even though I feel bad for his band trying to keep up with him. Say <laughs> uh, <laughs> la vie. Yeah. So with regard to, I mean, I've mentioned before our, our karaoke band that we're all a part of here. What songs do you hate playing when people want to sing <sighs> them? This is a long list, isn't it? <laughs> After years I, of playing yeah. in like various cover like it, bands, like I'm like, going to be letting out a lot of stuff here, I guess. Um, it, and it's no, it's which no, isn't saying like don't choose these songs. No, 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 we're no. music horse. We'll play whatever. Uh, we, I, yeah, I have, I have no pride. Also, yeah. no, like absolutely. maybe people will enjoy choosing these songs more, knowing you hate it. Watching well, us suffer. That's sure. what I'm concerned about. <laughs> <laughs> so, like any of the New Jersey band, really? Oh, you mean like the like the, the standard Bruce. new? Uh, like oh, the really? Sta- yeah, like um, like the bear solo song. Yeah, or like the um, born to run. Yeah. Or like, you know, living on a prayer. I, I love mean, that I, you just called it the bear solo. Nobody has any cousins. <laughs> Clarence Clemens looked like a bear in, yeah. a, in a hat playing playing the saxophone. So was, Our charts actually have a bear solo written in just for the bear, bear solo. <laughs> I used to joke that like they used to pay him in picnic baskets. <laughs> That's disrespectful. You're a great saxophonist. I'll say that. was incredible. I love Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band. I have no qualms about playing but that song. But you really like, want to hear someone else? else no sing bruce springsteen short answer no uh i do like playing it though Mm -hmm. i think it also matters on who's singing that song Mm -hmm. yeah like there are times that like you know like i I will not name names let's not name names but but there are times that like you know one alice in chains song is not the same song by two different sure can i say wonderwall that's that's one of those songs that's one of those songs whenever anyone does an alice in chains song no matter how good the person even alice in chains even Alice and James. Yeah. You know what I don't want to hear on like my Saturday night out where I'm working for free for you guys is someone <laughs> screaming Alice and James, no matter how well they do it. I always feel like there's like the the handful I know of you songs. like playing it. You like <laughs> That's it. That's true. Oh, 
depends on who's depends singing on the singer. it. When you've got a great singer, you it, like No, no, it. The, the whole point is sometimes it's not the good singer that you want that's uh, to do this for. It's the more entertaining <laughs> singer that exactly. you want to do. I, like, there are certain songs that I just, like, absolutely have burned out on after, like, years of doing Okay, so which ones are yours songs. then? I would say, like, there's the, there's the Summer of 69s. Oh. There's the no, Wanted. Wants Jack and Diane. Wanted Jack and Diane. Yeah, we just discussed that, actually, in a recent episode. A recent episode that was two months ago. No, well, by the time this is released, yes. Um, Wanted Dead or Alive is another one that like yeah. I don't and I don't dislike the song. It's a great just, song, but just but like, Chris Crowley, don't stop if believing. you're out there and you're listening, and I know you are, you can still sing Wanted Dead or Alive if you want yeah. to. Yeah, like no, whatever's not. in your heart, man. Like I said, we'll still play it. We're not yeah. proud. So <laughs> but uh everybody else can like I don't care how they feel. Yeah, but go Chris Crowley, sand. I clear I care about your feelings. <laughs> Go eat crow. <laughs> I was trying to think of like a oh, polite actually, thing to say. There is one song that I never ever want to play again. What's that? And it was that Princeton gig that we opened with. Oh, Radiohead was, Karma Police. Yeah. Like, oh, that, was that just, is that just sucked the life out of the night. I don't dislike the song again, but yeah, that is one we should take that off the list because that just pulls sucks all of the energy out of the room. I mean, I think as much as I love Radiohead, Radiohead karaoke is an energy killer. Creep work. Sometimes. Sometimes. Yeah. We should start doing high and dry. (laughs) Yeah. It's it's a mellow song. Mm -hmm. We were just saying Wonderwall is another one that like God willing everybody always wants to sing that. It's no offense. Well, I don't really like I I could talk all this trash about the Gallagher brothers, but like, you know, a song like that sometimes happens. Sure. And that's good. That's that's part of the the gig. And and the thing that bothers me is it's not the song. It's normally the type of person who chooses that Uh song. And when it's chosen in the night and the accuracy for yeah words or notes or yeah. breathing, you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> sometimes watching the train wreck is a blast <laughs> is an absolute blast. There was the one time the one guy decided he wanted to sing take on me <laughs> and it was just like so mad that like he couldn't figure out how to do it and like walked off midway through the song. So we stopped and then we <laughs> just did it as a cover song just to spite him. <laughs> That worked out nicely. Well, we've had we've had battles too, where like like two girls pick the same song, and oh, like, we had the love shack, sh- the shack the, off, the love, yes, or what was it called, the shack off? I think you may have called it something ruder than that. <laughs> <laughs> I may have just said we're all shacking off. I don't know, like <laughs> yeah. Let's leave it at that. Let's anyway. leave it at that. You guys can use your but imagination. That was fun, like the the shack off was done in good fun. Like the second group knew yes. somebody else had did it, had done it, and you know, like it was done in good fun. Yeah, nobody was. Angry and, and, um, and nobody was actually fighting, like, yeah, you know, exactly. Like yeah. We've had in other shows, so no Whoa. one grabbed anybody by their overalls, by their <laughs> tight, tight overalls. That was bizarre. Uh, Love Shack is, I always feel like that's one of your favorite songs to play. It's, how can you not love that song? Yeah. It's, it's it's fun, it's upbeat, it's got that fun, moving bass line that you enjoy. Doing. I don't know why I like it, it's just, I just like it. Hey man, you there's can no shame here. tell it's a song Eric loves to play because he stands up or he starts like, if he can, or like really starts you get like a real like head wiggle going on or you get the like, the brusher open mouth smile and you're yeah your face is something very specific where uh teresa frequent guest on this podcast and i will look at each other and go oh eric likes this one <laughs> yeah. every once in a while i'll look over and brusher's got his mouth like wide open and he's looking at the drummer and just like making this like head bob motion it's like that's how you know he's enjoying playing whatever song it is <laughs> 
yeah. or the person who's on stage is just being so entertaining for him yeah. that it's just these moments are rare mostly it, you're it, just pretty stoic boy, just I'm hanging out player, man. doing what you're doing relax scrolling through lyrics here, yeah. scrolling yeah. through lyrics yeah. flipping through charts doing what you do as the man behind yeah, the sometimes curtain. i just don't have time to like smile you know <laughs> but then sometimes i can't help it it's so. a busy job <laughs> that's true there's a lot of work there a lot of hand work going on at the same time um so yeah so let's discuss lenny kravitz and his big <clears> hit song are you gonna go my way which as it turns out as was not as big a hit as i thought it was i expected this song to be a monster monster hit and i think it's just because it's become just kind of a classic rock like iconic song this song went to number one on album rock tracks and number two on modern rock tracks Hmm. it failed to chart on the billboard hot 100 what i have trouble yeah like I mean, I believe it because you found it, but like, I, seriously, like, wow. I remember this song being all over MTV. Oh it, yeah, it was life. For that like, video like was six months. everywhere. Well, yeah. it's a great video, mm-hmm. a classic video. His outfit is unreal. Yeah, the album was also called "Are You Gonna Go My Way." That went two times platinum, released in 1993. Uh, Katie, you thought the song was called "How You Gonna Go My Way." <laughs> Interestingly enough, I knew the song was called. This is illogical. <laughs> I knew the song was called "Are You Gonna Go." my way and i thought he was saying how are you gonna go my way (laughs) (laughs) that just doesn't make any sense for what has now been 25 years uh yes yeah (laughs) and you never never once thought to yourself like maybe he's singing are you gonna go or is it just something like why would you think about it i just didn't think about it i've never thought about this song before today ever I, I've enjoyed this song many times before today, but no thoughts. That's the funny thing about, I think, Lenny Kravitz's hit songs in general. I don't dislike any of them. As a matter of fact, if they're playing, I'll enjoy them while they're playing. Mm-hmm. But they're kind of like, I wouldn't say out of sight, out of mind, but out of my eardrums, out of mind. Sure. And that includes like a lot of, well, especially like his his later hit songs, his Fly Away, his, uh, what was that song? Again, I Wonder If I'll Ever See You Again. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We listened to... Rock and Roll is Dead earlier today. Yeah, that's And that song has a, like, a sick riff, yeah. like a sick guitar riff, but I'm not going to remember that this time tomorrow. Right. You know, exactly. it's 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 bizarre. He's, at this point, he's kind of like a living rock legend. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was doing something that people were not doing at that point. This was in like the birth of grunge. You no, know? no, this is, this is like... This song came out in 1993. He was... But well, he was doing it before that, but like, like this he gets, song... He gets angry with the word retro, but like he takes... He's inspired he, he, a lot he, by... He encapsulates yeah. a lot of the right stuff and he passes packages it yeah. together and and it sounds like it's from that everything's recorded on tape like yeah perfectly he, he's got he's got yeah he wears his influences on his sleeve you know he, yeah. he like a lot of 70s rock mm-hmm. uh that kind of like like you were saying earlier about like the led zeppelin stuff oh yeah, yeah, yeah. um it's very evident his yeah. style is very 70s rock like mm-hmm. you were talking about that outfit he wears in the video which we will discuss later <laughs> because i need to know where i can get one of those i don't know if you can pull it off the same way that Lenny Kravitz does. Nobody. Nobody on this yeah, planet. There's 7.5 so. billion of us and not a single one other than Lenny it's, it's Kravitz. Like, it's, like, it's like Bjork is a swan. You know? Yeah. Who, yeah. Who else Seriously. I mean, not that she could. So this song does not have a traditional chorus. Right. Uh, it, it's really just the tag at the end of each verse. So Eric, can I ask you as our guest to sure. read this first verse for us? Oh boy. I was born long ago. I am the chosen. I'm the one. I have come to save the day, and I won't leave until I'm done. So that's why you've got to try. You've got to breathe and have some fun. 
Though I'm not paid, I play this game, and I won't stop until I'm done. Guys, it's really well put together. I would love to hear your argument for that. Okay, well, it's really put together in two ways. I can't speak to the music at all. Like, I can only speak to Uh. lyrics and the rhythm of the lyrics. It is so carefully crafted in terms of the rhythm of the words. Okay. It stuck out to me in such a way, and I've never, ever, 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 ever done this before in the however many episodes we've done. I actually like scanned the verse for its poetic rhythm. Okay. Like the every other line is iambic tetrameter. So every... And he, whoa. In also the, tetrameter. Like, like if you want me to get a little dorked out here, he, there's a little bit of Hemingway to him too because it's like there's like maybe there's like one word with three syllables in it. Like mm-hmm. everything is simple. Like all the very words are simple. very... simple. Yeah. But where there are words that are multisyllabic, they are so carefully placed. And it feels effortless, but that's actually incredibly difficult to do. You have to put real thought into it. Like chosen is a two-syllable word, and where it's put in the line... I have to think about how the song goes. I'm the chosen. I'm the one. Yeah, I am the chosen. I'm the one. Sorry, yeah. I don't know the song as well as you Sorry, do. But, but like that, that's so Metronomic. intentional. And so that's iambic ten- tetrameter. Like It's four of those little dot dots in a, I know, in I get, a line. I know okay, what tetra I'm just means. Okay, I don't know. I'm just helping. <laughs> and all the even number lines are that. And then the odd number lines vary a little bit. It, but they're sort of it's called like an anapest when you have an unstressed and unstressed and then a stress syllable okay these lines kind of have an extra beat in there in the middle like you say like i was born yeah long ago. i was born but then there's like kind of a like da, 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 you know it, there's an extra beat in the middle of the line it's like two anapests put together with an extra unstressed syllable in the middle okay um because you have i was born well and it's, then it's at it, it, the end of every single it's mm-hmm. always a, a vowel well and that's the which other is like leaving I, it I was born too. day long ago i am the chosen i'm the one i have come to save the day and i won't leave until i'm done mm-hmm. you know that type of a well, so the end sounds of the words is yeah, a whole yeah, yeah. other issue, exactly. but that's yeah. also really carefully put yeah. together. I just want to uh, let you guys know that uh, he, this song was written in five minutes in the studio. Shut is what up! He says. Then he is so naturally rhythmic. Now well, that's a whole other. That's where we're going. That's where I'm going musically. Okay. With this whole what thing he here. says. Is, so he's talking about <laughs> how he and his guitar player, whose name I've forgotten, uh, excellent guitar player, yes. whose name I can't remember it, at all. He had the sideshow Mel. Or yeah. Sideshow Bob Hare. Uh, I'll look that up in a minute, but um, he said they were they were jamming in the studio and quote, it was one of those songs that happened in five minutes. We were jamming. I thought there was something happening. And then I wrote the lyrics on a brown paper bag, <laughs> went in and Amazing. sang it the next day. And that was it. But that and I guess you'll tell me about it because I don't know anything about him. That is so indicative of a man who just has incredible it. rhythm. Yeah, like in he quotes, he has, has it. it. Or, um, because he does he's this. He's got time. Has, uh, time. Time's got time. He's got time. He does this so consistently Ginger throughout Baker. the verses. <laughs> it's incredible. It re- And all the words are placed just perfectly. 
And when there is a deviation, it feels like it's for emphasis. Like yeah. It feels intentional. It doesn't feel like an accident or somebody who couldn't quite fit it but left it there because of they because of laziness. And this is something that just kind of naturally flows with the music that mm-hmm. was written. Like that's the thing. It's not like he's somebody who has studied the English language, but he has such a good grasp of music and the way he wants like a rock song to sound that that just kind of naturally flows together. Like he knows like ba 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 like that's what he that's how I want this song ba, ba, to sound. That's the sound I was looking for. Ba 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 ba. Really nailed it there. Thanks, Brad. <laughs> you're welcome. You're welcome. Um, Twerp nothing. But the lyrics hang together too. I mm, so like I said before, I didn't need, like pff, I know none of the lyrics with the exception of but what I really want to know is are you going to go my way and I just mm-hmm. got to got to know. It's like a savior hero f- figure. So, it's a mm, song about, about Jesus. Jesus. Okay, that's so obvious. Yes, but there's a, I don't know. I I, I I don't like him taking the first person oh, perspective. Yeah, I have a couple, yeah, there's a, there's a couple things here that like really kind of well, I think Lenny Kravitz is this is like the light motif in my in my in my view that everything about Lenny Kravitz makes sense if if you kind of look at Lenny Kravitz as somebody who doesn't realize he's always sending one message but kind of delivering on another. Okay. 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 So, Please explain that. Okay. So like he shoots this video for this song that is just like blazingly rock and roll. Yeah. Like rock god. Like yeah. rock god. Like this song will bring leave, down the house the big in man any out of stadium. This. Yeah. Let's yeah. leave the big man out of this. But this is like god level like music. Yeah. And he there he is standing like like this epic icon yep. like of, of fashion and like in like power yep. and drive and light in and an flashing orange long button up vest and orange bell bottoms no apology and like yeah, right? high heels I, it right. was like velvet too it's velvet uh, right but but then he's like oh but it's about Jesus yeah and that is kind of perfectly in line with everything else I've ever seen about him like where in fact he like everybody looks at him one way and he doesn't understand that people don't see him because of the way he's projecting himself <laughs> as as rock and roll Jesus. Right. That's like seriously Dude, the step image up that he and own it, man. Yeah. Because like you, that's like he's delivering on it. Yeah. You know, it, but why do we have to bring Jesus into it? Like he's rock and roll. No, does you know? he say specifically it's Jesus? Oh yes. Okay, just yes. checking. I didn't it feels find, very Jesus. To be honest, I didn't find fit. any quotes, but he is like a very openly religious person. Mm-hmm. He Not wears anyone. it on his sleeves, literally. He's yeah, got yeah, all yeah, over yeah. his arm. So uh he's got a tattoo that says like my soul belongs to Jesus. There's something yeah. like that. He's got a cross got a right cross on, on his arm. arm. You can see that in the video. Um, but his music is not inherently religious. Mm-hmm. You know, he's not a Christian artist. He's more of an artist who is a Christian. Uh, right. And I don't think that he's any particular denomination or anything like that. I think he just... He's spiritual. Yeah. He's, very, he's, he's Christian spiritual. He's very... Right. You know. Which, it annoys me when people like say... You ever, yeah. you ever get into a drunk conversation with somebody who's uh-huh. like... I'm not really religious, but I'm very <laughs> spiritual. I think there's yeah. a way to have that conversation yes, in a way to like kind not of have us that yeah, conversation. This, you know, like it's obviously uh, something that's yeah. important in his life and has influenced his work. There's just some dissonance between between what he thinks he's projecting and, yeah. and what he's actually emoting. It's also and, there's also this like sex symbol about him, though. Yeah, I think like that's another part of it. So it's it's settle down, Brad. <laughs> <laughs> don't am, settle down I brad you do spoken you. for <laughs> it's, fine. it's I'm a just spectrum kidding. katie it's a spectrum no uh he is a sex symbol i would just absolutely funny to say even after he down, even after he cut off those massive dreadlocks that he had mm-hmm. that was like part of his look when he cut those dreadlocks uh with like fly away whatever yeah. album that was that was like a big deal 
People had like a problem with that. Lenny Kravitz has well, he, lost he, it because he, he know, it also, was like when Metallica cut he their hair. Also went digital on that album, Ooh, which actually was like that's, that's a dirty that's word. That's worse than Dylan going electric, <laughs> yeah, man. Like, no, I'm not kidding, man. It is like like because he was like that. He was like one of the last yeah. diehards, with, real like, to tape real, man. And, yeah, just this is how Zeppelin did it. This is how I'm gonna do it. You know? Yeah. I don't know whether he means to or not. He's using an archetype that's older than Jesus. Ooh. Can you Ooh. discuss? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's using like the hero savior okay. archetype. Yeah. In fact, so Carl Jung uh-huh. has like his 12 archetypes, blah, blah, blah. And mm-hmm. like these archetypes exist before. Did you just blah, blah, blah Carl Jung's 12 archetypes? It's yeah. A, and, and it's, it's well, better than, I don't know much about Carl Jung. I, so he's this he's is still where better I'm, than Freud. Better Whoa. than Freud. Still better Shots than Freud. fired, Freud. Oh, I know. At us. Um, what's he going to do? <laughs> like Jung's <laughs> theories can be a little controversial as well, but he kind of like neatly concisely put together well, an he, explanation of these he archetypes he doesn't that, sexualize infants so like he so already starts out ahead of freud he's so. pretty good I mean, you know, he's so, like just just being honest <laughs> yeah <laughs> but he's a good source for just like easily talking about archetype even though the archetypes are right. obviously incredibly if they're older than jesus they're older than young Correct. too sure but the hero archetype it, and i'm taking this from like carl young now um, his birth is for a cause. He's the liberator. He is the right, like he is the right way. And when one tries to kill his own bad behavior, he himself can also become a hero figure. So bad behavior is sin, right? If Jesus is a hero, then he's leading people towards killing their own bad behavior, their own sin. And so then they can be heroic. They can be like Christ as well. So the savior figure and the hero figure are pretty close to one another. And that's basically what Lenny Kravitz is talking about in the song, right? He's born long ago. He's the chosen one. He's here to save the day. Um, He has to finish the mission. If I keep going, I'll get too far into the song. But Uh, I'm with you till the second verse, though. The second verse is where it falls apart. (laughs) Like a a dumpster fire. I don't... Let's be clear. I don't love all the words to the second verse yeah. i think like that's maybe well, where the we wrote it in five minutes on a paper bag yeah becomes but you evident. love the meter i do love the meter yeah. i love that meter yeah. and it's good in the second verse too so, so girl like, i love that meter it's, it's like anthony kiedis's little fill-in thing meter so i hardly like, do you know ding dong ding dang ding dong ding dong ding dang ding dong ding dong ding dang is far the more most, upsetting it is horrible and it's a much bigger problem. That's why I wanted to do the chili peppers. <laughs> I wanted to... that's happening in the I'll be song. coming back. We'll do uh, that we're definitely in coming the future, back. Yeah. Um, but uh, I want to. But sorry. yeah, I don't think it falls apart in the second verse completely. I think okay, them okay. completely. I'll agree with you. The meaning like, is still there. Here's the he, word choice isn't great. Here is the so this song if. Uh, if we are to go with the Jesus theory, he starts off, let's say this song is a first person perspective from Jesus. Right. Or right? a hero savior archetype. Like, it doesn't have but to the, be Jesus. But the, the Jesus, argument though. is that it is this Jesus. This is like legit Jesus. Well, yeah. okay. I'm going to have to go get a book. Okay. Go for it. I'm going to talk, talk. talk about this. Okay. Try to try to hear what I'm saying, I hope, because I don't want to yell into the microphone while you're in the other room. Um, <laughs> I was born long ago. Sure, that could be Jesus. I am the chosen. I'm the one. I have come to this save the Anakin day. Skywalker, so and I <laughs> and I won't leave until I'm done. Jesus never proclaims, if you read the Bible, that he is the chosen one or that he is there to save the day. He is a rabbi. 
He doesn't proclaim to be the actual son of God. People have just kind of preached that. It's, you read the Gospel of Thomas, my friend. That's what well, like I did, yes, but <laughs> the, that's non-canonical. Well, um, but we're talking about using like Jesus's actual <laughs> words in the Bible. Right, right. So Kravitz may have tried to write this as Jesus, but he's not giving the message that Jesus gave. But can we prove that he definitely wanted to write it as Jesus, like oh, actually, Jesus I, I specific? I do remember that being written up as the actual lyrical explanation for it. Okay. I, I can do some digging real quick, but I'm do, pretty sure that's what You do some digging while Katie gets yes. her book out. I can't believe you brought an actual book here. We have the internet in okay. this house. So in Thomas C. Foster's How to Read Literature Like a Professor, which is like a fun book to read if you're- Sounds a, like it, yeah. <laughs> if you're- yeah. <laughs> you're flying right off the shelves, right? <laughs> You're not a hey fun guys, if you want to have some fun, <laughs> it's really listen it's, to Lenny Kravitz and read How to Read Like a Professor. How to Read Literature Like a Professor. Excuse me. It is fun to read. And you're the best nerd I've ever met in my life. Good. No apologies. There's a chapter in the book that calls that's called Yes, She's a Christ Figure Too. And it's basically going on to say that like any character can be a Christ figure. They can fit this Christ archetype if they have at least some. Of these 18 criteria. Okay. So I wasn't planning to use this, obviously, because it wasn't in the room. You are welcome, listeners. Big shout out to Tokyo Japan, who's enjoying this right now, by the way. Thank you for listening, Tokyo. I think we will have to agree that if Lenny Kravitz definitively wanted this song to be about Jesus Christ, the Christian Messiah, superstar, then he did not succeed. So Eric, go ahead and prove it. Oh, uh, uh, Lenny Kravitz, I mean, I don't have have the sound. This is off of songfacts.com. I I I use this the same. About Jesus Christ, who uh, Lenny Kravitz refers to as the ultimate rock star. Okay. That was one of my factoids. I'm sorry. Hey, apology accepted. Understolen. (laughs) Here are my toes. You want to stomp all over them for a moment? So here's a list of criteria. If you want to write a character that's really going to be a Christ figure, you should be crucified. Wounds in the hands, feet, side, or head. Uh You don't have to have all 18 of these, but you should have like a good mix of them. He's in agony. He's self-sacrificing. He's good with children. Good with uh, loaves, fishes, water, or wine. 33 years of age when last seen, employed as a carpenter, known to use humble modes of transportation, feet or donkeys preferred, believed to have walked on water, often portrayed with arms outstretched, known to have spent time alone in the wilderness, believed to have had a confrontation with the devil, possibly tempted, last seen in the company of thieves, creator of many aphorisms and parables, buried but arose on the third day, had disciples, 12 at first, although not all equally devoted, very forgiving and came to redeem an unworthy world. Not too many of these are happening in the two verses of this song. Yeah, but like, how many of those are Lenny Kravitz? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> he's got the arms out a lot, right? He's I'm sure those, he's been tempted by those, Satan. Those right? Scott, Scott like, Stapp arms right there. <laughs> that's what he's <laughs> when I'm right open. Yeah. The the thing about it is, it's is uh, Lenny Kravitz good with children? We don't know. He has one. Okay. He's very famous yeah, now. I mean, Zoe Kravitz. Okay, right? Yeah. All right. Check. And and he took on uh, doing the whole acting little gig because of how much she liked it. So he did it That's for true. her. That's so why he did the Hunger, Hunger Games. Games. That's why. Oh, check on Good with Children. Okay. Um, right. So <clears throat> he probably <throat> likes wine. Probably. Uh, uh, he's, <laughs> oh no. He, he's confessed to liking a lot of things. And he's a very like last temptation of Christ Jesus. He's he's down with drinking. He's down with sex. You know, he's here in loathing. <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's down with Hunter S. 
Hunter S. Kravitz. Hunter S. Kravitz. So it's you just more... like made a T-shirt. He's down with wine. He's down with sex. He's down he's with Hunter, Hunter S. S. <laughs> he's Hunter S. Kravitz. It's more of a, like he starts off as Jesus in this first in the first stanza. But I think as the song goes on. Now, granted, this is not like a work of literature. This is a a rock song. He goes on to basically just kind of try to encapsulate the message of love and forgiveness and we are all one people who need to love each other message of Christianity. Sure. So saying that it's about Jesus is quite a stretch. So I'm just saying, if it's about a hero savior figure, yeah, it's successful. If it's specifically about Jesus... It's less successful. We haven't uh, gotten to the bass part yet. <laughs> like he actually delivers on it. Okay, he yeah, does. He, yeah, he, well, does. he does. He delivers some Jesus level bass playing on this. Is it like and seriously? Like nobody pays any attention. Like, Jesus again, holds it down. Well, that he, is the that is he, this is like this is better. He plays better than John Paul Jones. That is a Christ like rhythm and section happening. That, in this you way. don't you, like to me. You can't get better than John Paul Jones, and he he like slaps him around with it. Guys, you don't know who John. I don't know who John Paul Jones oh, is. Eric, I'm going to let you field this one because uh, you're the bass player. He's the bass player from Led Zeppelin. Oh, he's like, okay. He's, like, he's why, like, you would not have met me if John Paul Jones didn't hit my ear when he did. Oh, thanks, John Paul Jones. Yes, yeah. We love you. <laughs> you're welcome, Katie. <laughs> That's my John Paul Jones. Good impression. It wasn't very British. <laughs> you didn't even try to be British. No, why bother? I'm just going to ruin it. Yeah. Joe Shipley will tell you that. That's true. So, can we talk about So we touched briefly on his famous daughter, Zoe Kravitz. Mm-hmm. Uh, can I tell you about the rest of his family? Yes. Oh, yes. So very famously, he has a mother who was an actress on the Jeffersons. Uh, his father was some type of entertainment attorney or, or uh, maybe it was like an it, agent it of some like kind. He was like a performance. He was, in, he was attached to the industry and he was yeah. very close with a lot of like high level jazz guys. Like yeah. Pop, he, pop like, level jazz. Yeah. yeah like Duke. Ellington, and Miles and, Davis and all Miles that stuff. And, yeah, sorry about that. No problem. Um, yeah. So he definitely like he knew everybody but that's where that's where he got like his love of music he used to go to these concerts as a child basically because his father represented so many big names that's cool and that's where he draws all of his influences from all like like he the jackson five he Mm -hmm. talks about uh being a huge fan of and the man knows how to take all of these styles that he was raised on and turn them into this different sound for the time Mm -hmm. you know right now it's, it's just classified as rock and roll now but at the time like we were discussing this was in the early years of grunge at the hair tail tail end of hair metal yeah guns and roses was like use your illusions that just happened yeah seriously like this is like right around so so but he's also distantly related to al roker that's is another he's like i didn't know that yeah he's like a second cousin once removed something like that he's named after his uncle leonard m kravitz who at the age of 19 received uh posthumously the medal of honor because he died in action in the korean war uh he's a little chubby soldier named leonard Kravitz. I should also let you know that he used to record under the name Romeo Blue. Yes. And his agent said, no, you should go by the name Lenny Kravitz. Yeah, because that's <laughs> and cooler. It's somehow it is cooler. Yeah. It's amazing that yeah. Lenny Kravitz is a cooler name than Romeo Blue. Romeo Blue isn't a cool Romeo name. Blue has all those soft sounds. Lenny Kravitz yeah. angular and like, yeah. 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 
Yeah. yeah. It's got some like grit it's to kinetic. it. Kinetic. If it's... he was if he went by Romeo Blue, he would have been a one hit wonder and we would have used the punchline Romeo Blue. Well then we would only be talking about, hey, you remember that that guy that Lisa Bonet was married? Yeah, seriously. To? Yeah. yeah. So And nobody would remember. Nobody no. would remember that. Romeo uh, Blue is a lame name. It is a lame name, and not just because lame name rhymes and that's lame. I think you just said that's... something rude to me. I don't know. Oof. Uh, so <laughs> I, I'm still hung up on verse two. Like, like we can make an argument all day long about how everything is, but yeah. when you put hug and rub a dub, we gotta read it. We didn't read it yet. Could you? Spoiler alert for this 25 year old song. <laughs> yeah, spoilers for Are You Gonna Go My Way? Did you even Sorry. know it's not How Are You Gonna Go My Way? Did you even know there were other lyrics? I didn't. Obviously, can we just say? But what I really want to know is, Are You Gonna Go My Way? And I gotta gotta know is. Like a, hook, yeah. a call to followers, though, sure. too. Like, yeah. Although it's not. Is that very Jesus-like? It's, it's a little beggy. Uh, gotta know. I gotta know. Like, I demand you follow me or very, demand to know whether or not you will follow it me? It is very rock and roll, though. So you gotta give him that. Well, there's a real desperation to you, attention horse. Attention, desperate <laughs> Jesus. I'm so sorry, everyone. Lenny Kravitz, a.k.a. Desperate Jesus. So. Oh, I, that's not what I was saying. Oh, wow. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure his ego's really been hit he's by probably, this. Yeah, he's probably he's, having he's a rough time right now. Right about now. <laughs> I was trying to take a dig at the two of you, and I didn't even really have the strength no. to follow through with it. Katie, could you go ahead and read that verse for us? Do Please. you want to read none of this song? Uh, you stop where you feel comfortable stopping, and I'll jump in. There's not a lot of lyrics to this yeah, song. I like, thought this song had more words than it's actually got. <laughs> yeah, there's not going to be anywhere for me to stop. I'm you, just going to read it. You know it. why this is a five-minute song? Because there's like eight so lines. So much music, yeah, it's though. A, there's so much good it's music. Baseball, yeah. man. All right. So and that sick guitar riff. Come on yeah. now. Let's just get Let's just do it. Let's just let's get just rid of it. this and then you guys can talk about the bass and the guitar. All right. You're about in need for a refill anyway, so. That's true. All <laughs> right. So verse 2 is I don't know why we always cry. This we must leave and get undone. We must engage and rearrange and turn this planet back to one. So tell me why we got to die and kill each other one by one. We've got a hug and rub a dub. We've got to dance and be in love. Is it hug? I got love. Sorry. We've got to love and rub a dub. I've got, we've got to hug and rub a dub. We've got to dance and be in love. The hug makes more sense, especially if you're going to use love. In you're the not going to use love twice in two lines. Also, does it matter? Those are pretty terrible matter. lines. It doesn't matter. These lyrics belong on the back of a brown paper bag. That <laughs> is probably sold at auction for like $6 million, too. Yeah, I hope they didn't throw that out. Somebody's got that brown paper bag. It's got like grease stains in it from whatever <laughs> sandwich was sitting in there. Galash? You want galash? You want Crab juice? First of all. So this song was recorded just down the road in Hoboken, New Jersey. That's right. At the studio, I forget the name of the studio, Waterfront Studios. That has since moved to like Hudson Valley, New York. But it was recorded in Hoboken. So that was a that was a sandwich bag filled with Taylor ham, egg, and cheese. I'm calling it right now. Or an Italian sub. It's a greasy paper bag. I know that much. Uh, yeah. yeah. I don't know. I, do <laughs> you not feel, do you just, not feel strongly I, about I'm, the I'm Taylor ham, egg, and cheese? That's all I'm... <laughs> is your stomach getting a little yeah. upset yeah. <laughs> in the best possible way Eric you've had the past couple days like all all to yourself you telling me you haven't eaten those Taylor ham eggs and cheeses no no no, no, no <laughs> you no, taking no. the healthy Ugh. route <laughs> the heartburn <laughs> Katie let's talk about these words okay you're not great like no. 
you could tell we're four out of five minutes into writing the lyrics right. at this point. We put some <laughs> thought into the first perspective verse the here, though. It, chorus. He hasn't said mama or honey or like he's way better than Zeppelin ever was with yeah. their yeah. lyrics. So yeah. like he's, baby, 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 yeah. baby. My, yeah. my, my, my. <laughs> yeah, it, it isn't just like two straight minutes of baby, baby, baby. And right. he hasn't ripped good. off any ancient blues artist yet. Uh, he ripped off Led Zeppelin, though. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, just they ripped up. This is by proxy. Nobody this has the right sort of, to be mad about this. This is a like an Inception blues artist ripoff going on right here. There's multiple tiers of ripoff. But in terms of like the hero being there to try to encourage people to kill their own flaws and become heroes themselves, like that is what the verse is about. Like, I don't know why we have to do terrible things in the world and be upset when we could turn the planet back to one, when we could, I'm going to even try to make rub a dub work and be like, we could be clean. You know, we I could hug and and. Well, be clean a, I thought it was more of like an H J reference. Yeah, to be honest like, with you. Yeah, well, they swap a it, few of those uh, fluid consonants around there. Make it work with the hero savior Rub archetype. Rub a dub dub is a take. Yeah, you know take what that, a bath but you know scenario. What, that's not what it is. Actually, I don't care. Do you know <laughs> what the real story? Rub a dub bub three three men like it's the butcher, the baker, the candlestick maker. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's talking about like what a bunch of like. Horrible group of Gross people you hang out with because they're pervy and yeah. That's yeah, funny. So, yeah, you that's, have to put them in a tub and clean them up because they're the worst. That's funny. Or worse than no, that. it's, it's worse, worse than, than that. that. Oh, and it's yeah, you don't want to be stuck in a room with those three gentlemen. Oh, now I really want to look up all the words I, to that. Seriously, yeah, uh, look that up. You're gonna be while you're doing disturbed. that. I want to backtrack to the to the line uh, and turn this planet back to one. Oh, he's Illuminati. Is <laughs> <laughs> this is like clearly the 13 <laughs> Illuminati bloodlines run right, by the yeah. Rothschild family. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. Well, hey, he had his 12 followers and he's the 13 right there. So now we can add another one to Katie's list over there. There we go, 13 bloodlines. But turn this planet back to one is not a very good line, despite the fact that I know what he's trying to say. <laughs> Let's unite as a people right. and love each other. But I do think the line is garbagio. Like back right to there. one, like what is that? Like That's like... Back to the beginning? It is. No. That's what it sounds more everybody like. Everybody being the same? Yeah. It is already like you... one planet. We just need right. to figure out how to coexist on it. You know, that's the thing. So tell me why we got to die and kill each other one by one. I think that's a, that's a fine line. We right do there. a far better job than one by one. We've got to dance and be in love. Hey, guys, I just learned something fun. Go for it. In the original version of Rub-A-Dub-Dub, it was three maids in a tub. Oh, nice. Yeah, it was Rub-A-Dub-Dub, three maids in a tub, and who do you think they were? Oh, who do you think were there? The butcher, the baker, the candlestick maker, and all of them gone to the fair. And then it was changed to three men later on. Interesting. So is that to say that the the ladies couldn't have held down jobs as butchers, bakers, or candlestick makers, or that the three maids were joined by those three gents? And you know, it was I, the interpretation I remember reading. I don't remember the facts because we're literally just pulling this one right out of the air right yeah. now. But is that it had a much very tawdry, very kind of well, sullied the, and and lascivious. The male version is rub a dub dub, three men in a tub. And who do you think? And who did? do you think they were? The butcher the baker the candlestick maker they all sailed out to sea twas enough to make a man stare rub-a-dub-dub three men in a tub and who do you think they be the butcher the baker the candlestick maker all put out to sea they put out i heard something about um throw them out knaves all three 
is oh. is one of the other ones that I heard. So oh, that sounds familiar, right? Well, throw them out. Knaves, all three would definitely. <laughs> yeah, but but no. Um, say I'm, tr- we I'm trying to remember what the, the original. I'll have to have that for the next. Well, even though it was enough to make a man stare and all put out to see. Mm-hmm suggests that something's going on with them that would shock you and we gotta like send ship them all off to Australia or something. Land of criminals. <laughs> Wait a second. It was a land the first of all, thank you, Australia, for listening. Oh fudge. especially you, Melbourne. I wanna say I appreciate your ears. <laughs> Katie also likes you despite what she's saying. <laughs> <laughs> I apologize. No, but uh, I mean, Australia was famously founded, uh, inhabited by the British uh, as like a prison colony. Let's blame the British for this. Yeah. Sorry, Joe Shipley and our <laughs> other British friends who don't listen to the podcast. Yeah, Joe's the only one who <laughs> listens. So he's the most important one as far as we're concerned right now. Anywho. Anywho. Rub a dub dub. Exactly. Was trying to make it work. It doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't work. So, Eric, you were talking about the uh, John Paul Jones-inspired um, bass line. Yeah. Okay, so there's like a really funny story about actually Katie, what, that's the what bass player here. for Led Zeppelin. Yes. Yes, I know. Okay. And and he couldn't take his real name because his real name was already taken by somebody else. So okay. he, he liked the name John Paul Jones because of the American... There was, uh, the American Navy, one of its first great heroes was, was Commodore John Paul Jones. Okay. And I should uh, also note that you're a history teacher. Oh, yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> I also want to point this that happens. out to people. Yes, the, I'm not just like, drunk. <laughs> why should I believe this I'm guy? Not like, I'm not like Cliff, you know? Like, <laughs> you know. Uh, <laughs> you just cheers us. No, Eric's got like straight up credentials. There's credentials there. <laughs> Multiple degrees. Okay, so so this whole like Lenny Kravitz thing, like the, the way that he approaches the bass in this thing is straight up John Paul Jones from Led Zeppelin. It's got like that James Jamerson Motown type of a sound. It's played on a probably in an early to mid '60s jazz bass, and it's played through. It, it's played through the same bass amplifier that that John Paul Jones used when he recorded uh, Acoustic 360. Everything in the in the whole signal chains there, but it, the notes that he's playing are pretty much right there. So when you get to that breakdown that's in the middle, the um, like the coolest part of the song, yeah, the, yeah. To me, the reason I listen to it. Um, when you actually listen to the way that the the bass actually weaves its way through the chord changes, he never repeats the same intervals while pulling through the cycles ever, yeah. ever once. So that shows like in the hardest part about being a bass player is like when, when I first met my wife, she she came out and she saw me play a gig and she's like, "How can you do that and not get bored?" <laughs> <laughs> and, and, like, and that's when you knew this and, is the lady <laughs> on whose finger I want to put this ring. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and um and, and and like I tried to she still doesn't get it, but she's not a, a it, no, musician, no, it's, you know, no, it's yeah. not, but it, like being about a bass player is like it, again, it's about not being noticed, but like if you if you do the same thing over and over again, what do you need a human being for? You can just, you know, uh-huh. you can go get a floor pedal that fixes that problem exactly, for yeah. you or, you know. But the thing about being a bass player who's not noticed, you don't want to be noticed by like non-musicians. Right. Like, musicians will look at that. They'll, hone they'll, in on they'll that, look like, at the individual yeah. parts of the band and say yeah. like, oh, see what that guy's doing. That's awesome. And see yeah. what that guy's doing. Like, meanwhile, like Johnny, nobody will just, that's not a guy I know, by the way, Johnny, <laughs> nobody will just, uh, will just sit there and say like, oh, this song is catchy. And I like this song as a whole without breaking it down to its individual components. And, and there's something nice about, about a good bass line and a good bass player. When you see them live is that like nobody, even other bass players, we don't get snarky about seeing a, 
good bass player. It's not like guitarists. Brag about like, it. Guitarists, oh, yeah, they're the it, worst. Oh, if guitarists see another guitarist play, and I don't, it doesn't I don't matter, disagree. I don't it's, disagree. It's just, it, there's, there doesn't seem to be the same type of hate in the bass world. Um, I mean, I'm sure it happens. If you listen to enough Primus, you start hating. <laughs> um, but, but for the most part, I, I think that, you know, musicians, if they, if they can hear a good bass line, they, they see a good bass player and like, and it's like, dude, that's awesome. That's a bass player. And like, yeah. ooh, you know, it's not the same as uh, other instruments. I feel like, out. yeah, like every other instrument player will say that about a bass player or a yeah. drummer or the, well, ry- the rhythm section in aren't general. Aren't you guys like the most desired band member because yeah. there are fewer of you? Yes. Like we are, everybody's we're, we're always like, like where are we going to find a great bass player? It, it, part of, oh, it, you're the, like a unicorn. That's beautiful. It's kind of like a unicorn. We're, we're really hard to find because like once we get a gig, that's it. Like we don't need anybody else. Uh, <laughs> but we're also kind of weird because um, we're the we're kind of like um, I think the way I explained it the other day is that we're like a wagon we always need a horse. Mm, okay, yeah, that makes like, sense. Like you can't, you, you don't go down to like the the local coffee shop and there's like a, <laughs> okay. a guy with his bass. Yeah, I mean, maybe you do, but like, very I mean, rarely. everybody plays guitar. Yes, you know, like yeah. uh, that's the that's the kind of that sounded like a dickhead. Like that's the position of glory, basically. Like the guitarist, the so singer. Think. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, that's no, no, where, of course, that's yeah. where the attention goes. Yeah. Uh, bass player is. That's the skeleton. Yeah, you know I everything agree. else is like the the meat. Everybody gives uh, a lot of credit to the to the drummers, but like somebody's but also not Eric. Somebody, well, no, no, no. Somebody I'm controls the drummers. Yeah, that's, it's the bass player that's who controls the, the drummer. We're you the guys ones are who the stop. Metronome. We're the, we're the brakes. They're the they're they're the engine, mm-hmm. and we're the ones who kind of like it's that if a rhythm section is going to work, which is which is what's amazing. Like the reason I like this um, this particular song is. <laughs> I'm trying to trying to say it in a way that doesn't sound like something gross, but like the, the fact that he's playing. Himself. I've never heard you say anything that's not gross, and so this I is. A- I'm, I'm I'm trying to be diplomatic. I was told PG-13, right? So I can I can say it's right. The guy is on tape playing with himself. Sure. Right. Yeah. And he is. He's on drums and he's on yeah. bass. But yeah, make that clear. I don't think everybody knows because yes. I didn't know he in the recording of this played all of the instruments. The entire entire record. Yeah. Oh um, wow. Except for the he, second guitar. He's one of those. He had another guitar player. Yeah, fill it in. It was in the room. I, I I said it was because of points and records and how they made money back then on, mm. on the way that the the album shook out. If a producer doesn't get enough points, sometimes they could be like, "Hey man, let me play guitar yeah. on a song that I'm producing." You know? <laughs> and then you get a or sometimes points. they really dig the song. Is the other oh, part? Yeah, I mean, yeah, like, hey, uh, the producer maybe I think like co-wrote that the brown song. Paper yeah. bag. Maybe he does now. In the back. But Lenny Kravitz played the guitar. He yes. played the bass. He mm-hmm. played the drums. Right. He did all and, that on the record. And like you see him playing guitar and he's like amazing. And you know, he, he can play it. Like you hear him. He's a, like, like nobody taught yeah. him how to play that solo. I mean, he he rips that solo. And then you hear the drums. The drums are like straight up legit. And the vocals are always awesome. But then he plays bass like a bass player. Like that was like he popped out full formed. As this like bass playing <laughs> demon, and he plays it at such a he level, was like John Deacon, well, well, like just straight out well, the womb. Yeah, he the, the thing that's the, the whole John Guys, Paul Jones who connection. Is John Deacon, Katie, help oh, us. Katie, this is the bass player for your favorite band yes. of all time. Oh shoot, it's Queen. It is. I knew Queen. that. I just got I just got distracted. He is by who I think names. is the greatest bass player of all time. Guys, I, I actually did know that one. Okay. I just got nervous. Yeah. In 1993. When Lenny Kravitz was getting a, a VMA, John Paul Jones happened to be in New York City. That was another factoid that I was going to bring up. Yes. So Go for it. What he does is, I guess somebody reaches out to somebody because somebody let John Paul Jones know, hey, by the way, he's playing his part. It's exactly like the part that you did. 
And so they kind of didn't really talk on the phone before they met. So like John Paul Jones had to come in and play the, play the part. So they had the rehearsal like the day before and John Paul Jones comes in, sets up, you know, he's John Paul Jones. He is John Paul Jones and John Paul Jones is playing and Lenny Kravitz is looking over to him and he's like, dude, you're playing it wrong. Oh no. (laughs) And the thing that Lenny Kravitz, like this is kind of the musician thing here. Like you don't, you're never the same musician that you were like 20 years ago. So the way that John Paul Jones was playing in 1993 doesn't sound anything like John Paul Jones in 1969. Mm. And John Paul Jones had to relearn how to play like John Paul Jones from from the late sixties. So when you see him actually go on the VMAs, it's, it, John Paul Jones actually is playing very awkwardly and doesn't play it as well as Lenny Kravitz. Wow! Plays John Paul Jones bass. Wow, that is that is. Although he did look slim and playing that that white bass that he was playing, <laughs> I do remember that. We'll have to try to find that video. Uh, it's on there. I, we've seen it. We watched it. You and I yeah, watched it yeah. years ago. I That's remember. Right. I remember sitting at your place watching this video but years can, ago. Can you imagine the audacity to like, tell John Paul stop Jones in the middle of the song yeah. with John Paul Jones and your band being like, "Dude, what are you doing? <laughs> do you feel like?" Lenny Kravitz has Prince-like qualities oh. to him. Um, Very different sounds in their music, obviously. Well, they, but I know that they were really tight too. So, like, were they? they? Oh, yeah, they were really okay. tight. They were they're really close friends. As uh, I remember that, like, um, when Prince died and Lenny Kravitz came out, and like, there were a whole bunch of interviews that he did, and um, they, they were pretty tight. But I think that they kind of fill this interesting cultural yeah. place. Yeah, you know, they're they're clearly not fully of one ancestry they're clearly like there's a it's almost back to like that whole little richard type like ambiguous like what's going on with this person here you know like they're not they don't fit any particular mold okay and yeah and they're pressing out and and like the he he wears sexuality the way that prince right maybe not not as raw as prince no i haven't seen him in like assless chaps there was no other way to say that by the way he never never wrote darling nikki But, you know, like, and, and there's, there's something like, I think he tries to project a, a softness that, that you don't see somebody like Prince have. Like a, a gentle, sensitive. Yeah. Okay. I Prince, agree with, so. yeah. Um, but well, I think that you could have easily back in the day seen uh, a co-headlining bill oh. of Lenny Kravitz oh, and Prince. Heck yeah. And, that, and it works. And it yes. like that combination works. What were you going to say, Katie? I, something slightly off topic, but having to do with Lenny Kravitz's sensitivity. He has the ability to be kind of vulnerable and you know, tapped into his emotions, mm. made him so great in those Hunger Game movies, by the way. He was really good. He, I, you know, I'd never I don't seen know him do any, any other acting, acting yeah. but like... If you use that exact same statement, and we could say that's why he did so well with the ladies all the time, too. Well, probably, sure. And that's sure. why he did so well with, like, I mean, it's... That's like, how that's he his, ended that's up marrying right Lisa yeah. Bonet, who was right. like the most desired woman of the time. She was such a huge star yes. coming off coming off the Cosby show, going into yeah. a different world, and like to this day, still is gorgeous. She's I a forget, gorgeous. I woman. forget who she's oh married to now, goodness. but um, she is so stunning. That was that was yeah. at like the height of her fame too. Mm-hmm. And this guy who was basically a no name at sure. that point. In fact, they were divorced by the time this song came out. He, he used. Used his charm and he's evidently handsome though he's super handsome. Well, and he's probably also a very nice, sensitive man, Katie. <laughs> I'm just saying 
<laughs> and he's got money. And, and you know, he does now, yeah. Uh, he's very well educated. That's something that we haven't even had a chance to talk about. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know anything about his education. Okay, so as I understand it, um, I don't know the name of the conservatory that he was a part of, but he, uh, at an early age, he was classically trained as uh, a piano player. Yeah. And he became like a choir singer. But part of the whole process is like they, they give you like the full musical classical training. Um, and he's classically trained. Like he, he knows his music. Like he legit. You, I have a feeling like you could, you could drop sheet music on, 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 in front of him, and if a fly landed on the paper, he could probably play that. Where that <laughs> play thing that fly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So like, um, but extremely intense, and like the, the, the type of confidence you hear in the music is it, it's he knows his craft. Mm-hmm. He knows what he likes. He knows the sound. I think he that's likes. obvious. Like, yeah, yeah just you can't to even make, the casual you, listener. You can't come along and be a producer and be like, "I'm going to make a Lenny Kravitz." No, yeah. unless unless you are Lenny Kravitz doing that. <laughs> the know. only way that you could write this song in five minutes on a paper bag <laughs> and have maybe the words aren't all great in the second verse because they're not. Like, right. we could have done better, right. do better a little bit, try harder in sure. the second verse with the word choice but to have all the kind of syllables fall exactly yeah. where they need to and do it you know super fast and to still have energy you in have the song, to be the way that he does yeah you it's have just, to be someone who is so well educated in yeah. what you do that it just comes naturally yeah. well that's why it took five minutes yeah because if he was going to take five hours to write the song it would not have happened maybe that's <laughs> that's what it, it's like it just hits yeah and, yeah and you know, um, one thing we didn't touch upon is the iconic guitar riff. That oh, yeah. guitar riff is awesome and everybody knows it. And, and it's not geniusry, but it's also not simple. Right. So, well, you got to bend. I mean, like you know, <laughs> so, some, some port. No, no, I'm not, I'm not kidding. Like some, some, who's saying, cause I can't do no, that. Cause like, like, no, 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 I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is like, you know, that there are how many kids, like, you know how I play like, guitar. Like, I jack white the solo every like, single time. It doesn't. <laughs> But you know that there's some sorry kids that like lost like 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 cheese cutters on their oh, fingers like, like trying to bend them or who like, have the thickest yeah. thickest callus on their yeah. middle finger right now. Can you there... explain what's difficult wow, about it? Wow. No, I know what it sounds like, but okay, so the what, wow, that's you're you're holding the guitar string down at a at a point on the guitar neck where it is not easy to bend the string. Take you have a pen cap in front of you, right? Okay. Take that blue tip of that pen cap where there's like shaped like an O. And mm-hmm. press it directly into the tip of your finger. Okay. Now, 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 press and now try to move it back and forth. Well, that's very uh, you, uncomfortable. Well, yeah, but and that's that's not sharp like a yeah. piece of steel that wants to slice <laughs> in the tip of your finger. Oh, look at my poor finger. See, there you got that. Oh, oh right on callus. there. And it's just just those simple notes that go with it. Wow, 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 wow. It's not difficult, but it is difficult enough that you need to practice it a lot you in order to, to be able so to that get it's it. Smooth and emotion like this. Because if you try to do each individual note, you're toast. And then when so it's it, like you have to get them to sort dang, of like it's, there's meld like a, there's into like, each other. There's like a motion. It's like a it's like a bigger motion of your body to actually get it fluid. You have to get your forearm develops a lot of strength. Yeah, (laughs) essentially, yeah, in your left hand too, and that's really not easy. But then when it climbs up to the 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 shift, it's not even an octave up. It's it's seriously, it's like three frets. It's not a place that you would go in pop music, right? Um, Well, it's more of like a it's like a 
that's like a James Brown type of Well, you of can even hear that. I mean, I don't play a musical instrument, but when the song shifts, yeah. you can hear that it's not an obvious shift. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. not where you expect it to go. But it's also not but awkward. it sounds great. Yeah, exactly. Musically, the thing that, that is the hardest thing to do in a band to actually pull off is, like, at the end of those verses. Because, like, that's nuts. Because if you're in the wrong musical project, and I've witnessed this, you know, it, it doesn't go well. It's if, it's hard. You have to you have to work at that. Yeah, that's, that's something you have to a, work at. You, you know? don't just do that. So great job with the song, Lenny. So can you play it, Brad? Uh, well, we've done yes, it. we've done it. Very technically speaking, yes, I can play it for a karaoke <laughs> band where everybody is focused on the terrible singer. Okay, most people me. have had like a few yeah. tequilas in there. Exactly, their hearing is a little fuzzy. However, if somebody requests this song before. We play it. I do have to go through and remind myself where the notes are. Yeah. So I'll do like a little practice run of the riff in the in the two different places. But yes, I can play it. Okay. I've never noticed. Okay, like I would notice if it was a if it was bad because like I think I would get offended if this song got <laughs> damaged. So. so it's a testament to your friendship that yes, he's fudging it's never, it well enough. It's never been so bad that Eric has yelled at me as a result of <laughs> yeah. playing this song. Yeah. So that's so, the, I, hey, that's good. I've actually, I don't think I've ever yelled at you for a song, have I? I don't know. Has it ever been no. Uh, no? No, I don't think so. so. I don't think so. No. no. Not that I can recall. So th- I've got a couple other little teeny tiny factoids that I just want to throw in before we wrap things up here. Uh, one, he produced the song Justify My Love by Madonna. Fascinating. Isn't that interesting? Yes. Uh, I didn't know that. I think that was before this song was out. Because this is really the song that like, oh, yeah, Justify My Love. It was around the same time. Do you guys want to take guesses? I'm going to say I think 92. Justify My Love is 92. Yeah. Okay, keep talking, Brad. I'll get back to you. I can edit outside. Or we can be, edit outside. I don't outside. think it's 91. It, it would have to, have to be a little late in 91, I think. I remember the Wayne's World sketch or the, the Saturday Night Live Wayne and Garth sketch where Madonna <laughs> was on it and they both ended up in the Justify My Love video. That was banned from MTV, by the way, for being too 1990. Sexual. What? Wow. Okay. Wow. So this is like, that's like, it ain't over till it's over. It's like so, just yeah, sort of released over till it's October over 30th, 1990, producers Lenny Kravitz and Andre Betts. Okay. Uh, another funny thing, it ain't over till it's over, charted higher than this song did. That hurts me. Yeah. I love that song. It's 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 a cute little song, but it's like, you know, <laughs> I it's, uh it's, I I like it more than this song, I think. I do too. Sorry, yeah. Eric. I, I don't think it's as well executed musicianship wise. Maybe not, right. but I th- I'm a I mean, I'm a sucker for a pop song, well, you know. It, it, I I so I like I do like the string parts. You yeah, know, I, 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 it's really. And a then cute at song. the end, when the horns come in, yeah. that's that's dope, man. Yeah. That's uh, I shouldn't have said that, but uh, it's really good. Um, <laughs> yeah, saying that's, what are you trying to say, man? Saying that's dope doesn't sound right coming out of my mouth, and yet I say dope all the time, and so it's. With, but yeah, so it charted. Uh, it it reached number two on the Billboard Hot 100, whereas Are You Gonna Go My Way didn't even make it onto the Billboard Hot 100. That seems crazy to me. Doesn't that seem crazy? This song feels. Like it was, and in some ways still is everywhere. It's, it's an iconic yeah. song. It's like more absolutely. than any other song I think in his that 
I mean, yeah. he's got an excellent repertoire too. But like, but this is the song he's most famous for, right? A, I would. Oh yeah, absolutely. Well, actually, American Woman. Oh, uh, or Fly, fly Away. away. Yeah, they're like, big hits. Uh, I think this is more of an iconic song. Well, I think this is more iconic. But like, I again, think that's ultimately what I'm talking about yeah. is like how it's a, more of an iconic song than yeah. either of those. Um, and last but not least, in the year 2000, he was arrested because he fit the description of a bank robber. Ugh. So he got arrested by like just bad luck. He fit the description of somebody who had robbed a bank. And I don't know what that description was, but... I, I remember watching something recently about where he lives. He lives out in the middle of nowhere. He's got like a summer like trailer. Really? In the middle of nowhere. And Seems about right. I thought just, he was a New York City guy now. Well, this goes back to the thing that you were coming up with the list of like going out into the wilderness and like this is this is what Does kind he of spark- go out into the wilderness? He goes, he lives in, he, he has his, I don't remember where it was, but I remember seeing it. He lives off of locusts and honey. It's like in the oh, wait, middle of. That was of, John the Baptist. In the middle of, <laughs> in the middle of nowhere. And like his neighbors never even knew who he is. Wait like, a second. Let's go back to this list then, Eric, with <laughs> okay, your right. with your knowledge. Yeah. Now we know he wasn't crucified, but he does like the wide arms a lot. Yes. So he does. Hands, he does yeah. this, Should yeah. we give that a check? Was I that? give that okay. a check, yeah. In agony. I mean, everybody's he's, got some he's hardships. He's agony. That's his whole game. I, I wonder if like, I will ever like, see you he's again. Like, he's like, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm macho and tough and I play all this great music, but like my heart's broken. He feels yeah, feelings. So many this tears have yeah. eyes. All this pain and sa'a-eyed. I always, I don't trust that as anybody's like, if that's the foot they're leading with, like, that was for him. That was the Lisa Bonet breakup song right there. Self-sacrificing in this song, the character he's playing claims to be self-sacrificing. And the character he's playing, yeah, because he's here to save, (laughs) he's here to save the day and he can't. He can't leave until he finishes his missions. Won't leave until I'm done. So okay. like he's here for us right, right. and he'll be here for us. But I don't until see the suffering. Well, we're taking that out. We're going out of the song and in the song. He's also saying you've got to breathe and have well, some okay. fun. I, I don't think he I, is I, going to be here for us until we can breathe and have some fun because we need to give up on the tears. We're crying. Become one. Having breathe and have some a, fun. Having heard Lenny Kravitz talk a lot about. You know, his, his his particular spiritualism. He's definitely like in the Christian orbit, but mm-hmm. um, he's no evangelical by any stretch. Mm-hmm. No, like he doesn't prescribe to. It's it's much more of like stuff. kind of a non denominational so, like general. So I I don't think he's like we have to take the like not to say that the Catholics think there's more suffering than anybody else, but like you know to take like an extremely like, he doesn't take a suffering approach towards his faith towards his faith. It's yeah. more of a more of a positive. Oh yeah, the, it's the more the of a savior love. figure in well, this no, song is say, yeah, trying so, to like. like the Inject- whole sacrificial part of it, like the whole, the, the whole, like negative and the pain and the suffering. Yeah. Katie, he's he trying to spread to. love like Dave yeah. Matthews did. Oh boy, yeah. I was just trying to say that without the Dave Matthews, like his. <laughs> in this song, the savior figure is trying to be self-sacrificing to lead people towards like a more loving, happy, relaxed sort of life. They want to dance yeah. and love and hug and whatever rub a dub is. Yeah. We'll yeah. just <sighs> let's just erase that. Like one. like Molly. Okay. Going on. <laughs> we decided he's good with children, citing. Hunger Games participation Correct. as mm-hmm. evidence. He's probably good with wine, so we're giving him that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was 33 at some point, but not 33 when he was last seen. What was so. what, what happened when? What was he doing at 
33 in his career. Let's I'll look up. Out. I'll look up. Of course, we know he wasn't 33 when he was last seen, and he was never employed as a carpenter, as far as we know. Yeah, I don't think he's got any. So I don't guy. think he has six or seven. He hasn't needed to slum it for the men at any point. <laughs> no, to use humble modes of transportation. Well, Brad just said he had a summer trailer. No, Eric said yeah, no, yeah, Eric yeah, said yeah. that. But I'm sure he gets flown by a helicopter uh, there. So yeah. 33, he was born in 64. So at 33, he w- it would have been 97. It would have been four years after this song. So that would be 97. That would, that would be, have been Fly be Away. Album four. That would have been Fly Away era. So that's album five. Okay. That's that's the title of the album. So like. Okay. So I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. maybe was he? Uh, he wasn't crucified. So he wasn't 33 then. years of age when he was last seen, though, because we still see him all the time. Yeah. So he doesn't get six. He doesn't get seven. Craig Ross, by the way, was the name of his guitar player. <laughs> I don't know if we could give him humble modes of transportation. And we can't give him walk, walked on water. He definitely is often portrayed with his arms outstretched. Right. You've said he spent some time alone in the wilderness. Yes. I would believe that he's had a confrontation or two with the devil. <laughs> I think he said so too. Last seen in the company of thieves. Well, not last seen, but he's, like he's a musician. Yeah, come on. <laughs> he was arrested. He was in lockup for a little while. Yeah, that wasn't his fault. Creator of many of aphorisms and parables. Well, if songs are stories and yeah. parables are stories, we could like give him that. Buried but rose on the third day. Not yet, but fingers crossed. <laughs> Had disciples twelve at first, and then well, he's got more now. His band is huge. Yeah, so cool. Very forgiving. We don't know. Well, we don't know about that, but uh, from what I understand, if you don't have those green M and M's, he's not. <laughs> that's, a, that's a very Van Halen style problem. And they uh, came so to he, redeem an unworthy world. Well, according to this song, that's what he's here for. Uh, he and Lisa Bonet split up in very amicable circumstances. So you want to talk about the forgiveness aspect? Yeah. I'm they. Ooh, that's good, Brad. So hold on, I'm counting. Okay. Jesus has to be all of them, though, right? No, no, no. Oh, Just okay, like right. these to be, are the to most be the common. Christ, like in okay, literature, all right, all right, okay. you forget the title of the book, Eric. It's how to read literature <laughs> like a professor. <laughs> I'm sorry, my so. Bad. Guys, we've decided he's got 14 out of 18. The song holds up. Well, he's he's not Dave Grohl, but he's pretty close. <laughs> Nobody's Dave Grohl. Nobody Dave is Grohl Dave is Grohl. Incredible. Yeah. Yeah. He he could be a, a Christ figure in literature. I'm gonna I give it so. to him. Even it. if he's writing it himself. It. <laughs> he's writing himself as a, hey, a Christ look, figure. I'm the real authority. You stick to your history lane. Oh damn. But Ooh. also I'd allow it. I'm just kidding, Eric. Bird. We can you be in the same bird. lane. Are you guys like enemies now? So um uh, last little factoid I want to drop on you here, which I forgot to mention before. Uh, he went to high school with Nick Cage and Slash. At the yes. same time? Yeah. But yep. the the whole thing with him and Slash, it was like they probably like high-fived in the, in the, in the hallways. But they played on each other's albums was another well, that thing. Was, that that was later. You hear yep. that um, Slash came in on uh, oh, it's the big solo on the big song they hit, um, Mama Said. Mama Said before yeah. this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, when he has slash, he says, You've heard that or no? No. He literally screams, we'll you, find you remember it. the song Mama Said, right? <laughs> I, I forget which song. It's it's one of the songs that Slash rips out a solo, like right in the middle of it. Yeah. It's like, it's same as like, you know, when Eddie Van Halen whips out a solo on a Michael, Michael Jackson, Jackson song yeah. or something like that. Um, but Nick Cage, so they were both in, they both did like musicals at the school because Nick Cage was the actor and he played drums in the band. Oh, I've so. seen videos of Nick Cage in like Oklahoma in high yeah, school. That's I guess. exactly the Lenny one. Lenny Kravitz yeah. was playing the drums. Exactly. How funny. So that was, uh, D- did he, uh, did he dress up as a bear and punch a woman? Did he, did he get attacked by bees? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the work, worst Nick Cage movie? 
Oh, we're, oh I man. don't even know. Do that's we really? That's we can do another order. whole. We yeah. don't have time for that. That's and that's skinniest not really kid what we fat do camp here. syndrome right there. Have you seen Ghost Rider two? Exactly. What was the one? The Travolta one where they they swap? Oh, face off. That one to me, like that's probably. That's pretty. I, I get a lot. They're both extremely of, horrible because they're so bad as each other that they're actually. I sort right of. On point. I get a lot of entertainment. Like that <laughs> yeah. movie. It's a two oh. negatives make a positive sort of situation for me. <laughs> they like cancel each other. It's out. not good, but it's so entertaining. Um, <laughs> so I'd give this song a B. A B. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it's in bass, right? That's a B for <laughs> bass. B for bass, right. obviously. It's in the key of E. But. Uh, it falls apart in some places, but like I'd say, it's uh, solidly good. You so, know, in terms of. I'm great in the lyrics. And I think you, you a B is very as a, I, I as think, a poem. Like yes, uh, uh, lyrically this is this is pretty good for rock and roll. Yeah. yeah. I, I agree with like, that. you look at what else was coming out in 1993 he's, lyrically. He's not a poet. No. He's a rock star. Yeah. And knocked it out no, of the no, park. No, he's, he's, like, he's rock Jesus. He's rock Jesus. Not, That's right. Yeah, sorry. My bad. I forgot about that callback right there. So, <laughs> so I know I already know the answer for all three of us here, but windows down, radio up, driving down the street. I'd blow my stereo out. Yeah. Yeah. You, yeah. The, that gigantic sub you have in your <laughs> trunk. Yeah. Katie? 100%. Yeah. Me obviously. Too. Me too. Yeah. Absolutely. I would not be able to sing along with any of the words. But. Would you just like make noises that yeah. went along with Absolutely. where the and, words and go? And your head like you're in the yeah. video. And then you'd be like, a doubt. I got to die. You know that line, right? And that's it. That's all you need. Rub-a-dub. I Rub-a-dub. The song, the lyric, rub-a-dub. <laughs> Until today, I wouldn't have known that those words were in this. No, song. but thankfully, now, now we know. You're welcome, we everyone. You're welcome, world. Especially you, Australia, who are not filled with criminals anymore, <laughs> despite what Katie You might want to check to see if rub-a-dub means anything. And, and that sounds like and something Aussie Australians slang. would have as Aussie slang. Let's not make thing. any assumptions about Australians or anybody else. Like, I'm not making an assumption. I'm just saying rub-a-dub sounds like something pretty legit. Especially you, <laughs> Melbourne. We love you. You're very kind to us. Cool. We don't, Australian slang. Rub-a-dub. Rub-a-dub. Let's see what we got here. Page on Australian slang, and I'm not seeing anything about rub a dub. Guys, this episode is long. How off track are we going to get with Australian <laughs> slang? Hold on, we're Urban Dictionarying rub a dub too. Go for it. A... All right, I'm going to look up this very specific rub-a-dub. Australian uh, slang website I found. Yeah, I got nothing. Oh wait, there's rubbity dub, which is rhyming slang for pub. Oh. That feels very Cockney. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, is it masturbatory? No, well, it's it's a lap dance actually, but it's really according to Urban Dictionary, posted back in two thousand three. That's why we got a but hug. But that's and, not that's hug just rub a dub. That could be for anywhere. Yeah, touche. Rub a dub could be a homeless person or undesirable of either sex. Well, didn't Jesus? He hung out with the rub a dub. Yes, that's right. Absolutely. Yeah. Let's hug. Oh, oh no. rub a dub. Oh, no. <laughs> I don't like where this is going. And I won't leave until I'm done. <laughs> Plus, <laughs> Eric, I'm upset with you that you pushed us to this place. <laughs> All right, 
with that, I just want to say thank you, everybody, for listening. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, or song suggestions. <laughs> you might have some concerns. You might have some concerns now, but... Please reach out to us. Our email address is decompositionpod at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at decomp underscore pod, uh, Facebook and Instagram at decomposition podcast. Uh, get yourself onto Apple Podcasts. Just get in like the iTunes find or the Apple the Podcasts, or whatever. Drop us a review. Uh, we'd love to know what we're doing, good, bad, or otherwise. Or if you listen on any other uh, podcast platform, see if you can find us a review. Uh, but in the meantime, thank you guys again for listening, and you just chill till the next episode.